internet messed up it better not be with this hundred fifty megabytes or whatever this thing is i'm live though i'm live too yeah we're show live and um and that means everybody out there can hear us welcome everybody to another episode of the round table podcast we're really excited us um for those of you that are watching live for those of you that are watching live uh we do apologize for the wait um, but we wanted to get the show out to you guys tonight. We really feel like it's a good show, so we wanted to get it out to you guys tonight. So we thank you guys for being with us, and we thank you guys for listening. Um, as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Tony C. and Mr. C. Law. Hey, what's up? Hey. And <clears throat> you guys have seen kind of our tweets. I hope you've seen our tweets, our, our Instagram posts, our Facebook posts. So you guys know what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about the stigma of interracial dating. Um, you know, kind of like, is there still a taboo of dating outside of your race? Um, why do successful men go for white women? And that is so much more. Uh, but like we like to do always before we get into the show topic, we like to have a little segment called Tony's Corner. Um, so I'm going to send it over to you, Tony, and you can let us know what's happening. Well, first, first I, I, I definitely, you know, would it would not be fitting if I don't um, uh, take a moment and and uh, comment on Alton and um, the loss this week. It was very tragic and senseless, and um, my heart and prayers go out to to his family. Um, that's that's a tough situation. I was very emotional, um, partly, you know, losing my grandmother. Um, a week ago, two, almost two weeks ago. So um, not to violence or anything like that, but it was just I'm still in the, in the emotional state. Um, however, again, I just give uh, big shouts out to his family, prayers, my condolences um, to, his, to his family. Um, yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, they, I, hopefully they get justice. Yeah, hopefully they get justice, you know, and... We know how that goes, though. Yeah, we know how that goes. There's there's a lot of zeros, you know, in that in that column for wins. So I'm hoping that his family gets justice and and can find peace with 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 the judicial system. I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm reaching, but I'm I'm praying that we can get some type of justice for his family, um, in in some shape or form. Um, so um, on a lighter note. Tony's Corner. On a lighter note. So, uh, I kind of just want to talk about men not being able to handle the truth. Um, why um, men ask you questions and <clears throat> you try to be honest and you try to let them know what's going on and they can't handle the truth. 
What do you mean can't handle the truth? You got to give us a little bit more information. Okay, so like just a, just a little bit of background information. Like this guy, like first of all, he's really crazy. Like obviously, because you made up a whole entire conversation in your mind, and then you brought it to me to come back, and it was a lie. Mm. Okay, so um, in any event, you asked me a question about a guy. You know, we were cool. We were, we 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 knew each other way back in the day, 15, 20 some odd years ago, and we like we were friends, like, but we weren't nothing. You know, it, we were just friends. So <clears throat> today, in 2016, his homeboy pushes up on me, and he's like, "Hey, Tony, what's up? You know, oh my gosh, I ain't seen you." Lazy swoop swoop. So he's like, "Um, let me just ask. You know, we we kicking it or whatever. We have phone conversations. So it came up, and he was like, "Yo, he was like, let me ask you, like." Did you and such and such ever, like, kick it or nothing, something like that? And I was like, honestly, no, we didn't. Like, we were just cool. Like, other than being my club homie, that was it. Like, Oh, so we got some, sounds like we got some classic dick line. Right. So I, so I told him, like, you know, there was, but, you know, nothing, nothing. Like, it was just cool. Like, we were just cool. So he felt some type of way. And I'm like, yo, like, what you feeling some type of way for? Like, I'm the kind of person, like, I'm going to let you know because I never want to be in a situation where I'm embarrassed. You felt some type of way. You're talking about the guy who lied on his dick. Huh? Who felt some type of way? Which guy? The guy that was pushing up on me. I think he didn't like the fact that me and his homeboy had had a friendship. And again, it was nothing serious. It was nothing serious. Like, nothing serious. Trust me. So he felt some kind of way. So he goes and he's like all like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't want to, I don't get that. And so I, I told him, I said, I'm being honest with you, which I don't have to at the right age of 33. I really don't have to. I'm grown. What I do 15, 20 years ago is my business, but I'm being honest with you because if we're ever in a room together, I don't need ever, I don't need it to be something that gets blown out of proportion for no reason. So I like to let you know, because I'm the kind of person like let me know, like don't ever put me in a situation where I'm. Where well, I he, he didn't. He didn't say that he wanted to know, to you know, that because he was gonna be cool with it if it was. He was just saying he wanted to know. Now I'm I'm always at a belief, you know, outside of being in the room or shaking somebody's hand or develop a friendship with him. You know, I you know I could care less. But we talking fifteen, twenty years ago. Even if we're in the same room, he gonna give you you know flavor or whatever anyway. So, I mean, but just to get back on your on your Tony's corner topic, I think maybe that guy can't handle the truth. Or when it but comes to that guys, that ask questions and they yeah, like sometimes you wanna. I I'm not asking questions that I don't want to know the answer to. There's no purpose in that. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, if I don't want to know the answer, you know, like, maybe if I know Buddy in there and, you know, we go over there and be like, yo, before I go in here, uh, that's just how I said he over here. You know, y'all ever, you know, y'all ever, you know, go there back in the day? And if you be like, yeah, I'd be like, cool, thanks for letting me know, you know, but it's still my dude, so what can I do about it? You can't do nothing about it. And it's like, to me, it's like an insecurity type thing. Yeah, like, why would you even ask? Why would you even care? Exactly. That was my thing. So my, like, and that was my thing. And then, like, the end of it, like, honestly, guys, like, we don't talk no more. Like, he was so, oh, my God, he was so lame that he made up a whole entire story that he claimed that him and this guy had a conversation about me 
and he brought up this whole entire conversation that never happened. So my you came up, and but my, but my thing is, <laughs> no. But here's the thing. I never came up. It was all in his mind. He made it all up. That's like, what I'm saying. And that's crazy. I told him, I said, yo, bro, like at 35 years old, like that was a lame sucker move. Like it was lame. And I told him, I can't, I can't rock with his campaign from that, from, from, from this moment on. Like that is so lame as a dude that I was like, why would you make up a whole entire lie? Like, like I told him, like, what if I was messy and go inbox this dude on Facebook? Cause we friends on Facebook. And I say, oh, so you talking this, this, and this about me. And then dude going to be like, Tony, I don't even know what you're talking about. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't thought about you in the last six years. Exactly. I ain't even thought about you in the last ten some odd years. Got you looking like a fool. And got exactly, but then got me looking like a fool. But like I told dude, like, please always understand I'm a lot like like that's what I be trying to get dudes to understand. And even women too. Like, don't play me. Like I just like my don't let the smooth face fool you. I just look like this. I'm not stupid. I'm always gonna be smarter than you. And like I told him, you played yourself. You played yourself by even bringing that lame crap to me, and then when I check you on it, now it's a joke. just told you the truth. Yeah. Now it's a joke. Now he was like, oh, it was just a joke. It was just a joke. But who's playing like that at 35? Like, who's doing yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, some guys, man, I mean, I don't know. Guys, I guess the bottom line of this, man, like, don't ask questions that you can't handle or don't want to know the answer to. Um, a lot of times, even if you're in a relationship with somebody, man, I've been in relationships before where I could know the truth, like, or have a pretty good inkling about the truth. And the truth just might not be something I want to believe or live with. And so I'll ask the question, and before that person, before I ask the question, my significant other, whoever I'm dating, I tell myself, whatever they tell me the answer is, that's what the answer is. That's what the answer is. Thank you, Kurt. That's like asking somebody how many people they slept with. Yeah, like that's a, that's, that's a prime example of a question that nobody guys, wants to know the answer to. That you question. don't really want to know the answer to that question. That's a good one, Nick. That's a good one, and that's and and it, that's the thing. Don't ask the question if you can't yeah. handle the answer. And like I said, mind you, guys. That's why I said I don't feel like guys can handle the truth, or maybe it was just him in particular. Because when you asked me the question, dude, I answered it. I didn't no have hesitation, no hesitation, no hesitation, no blinking, no no fabricated story, nothing. But oh, dude, he took it too far. And like I told him when we spoke about it, I told him I said that was lame, and I can't deal. I, me and you, we can't go no further than this. Like you took something that was so minute, that was so irrelevant, and made it so big that it didn't even have to get to that point. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's immaturity. But like I said, at, at least you, at, le at least you, I, come on now. I mean, it's just, it's the same dudes, you, you know. Saying then they hanging, they talking to the same cats. It's the same cats they've been since high school. So right, yeah. a lot of the cats ain't changed. So, like I said, I mean, some guys like like her said, just don't ask the question if you don't want to know the answer to it. That's the bottom line, fellas right. and ladies. All right, thank you for that, Tony's corner, Miss Tony C. We definitely appreciate that. Um, but to kind of get in the show topic, guys. Um, a lot of this became from the heels of, if you guys don't know, um, the now NBA champion Kyrie Irving uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers had a yacht party. And mm. he had people shooting video on a yacht like normal. You know, this is social media age shoot video. And on his yacht, it was it was all it was an all white party. And I don't mean. And we're not talking about clothes. We're not, we're not talking, talking about, about bathing suits. We're talking about skin tone. We're talking about skin, and, and, oh, and it was okay. funny 
One of the guys said that he's got nothing but non-pasteurized, low-fat dairy <laughs> on his yacht. And I'm like, yo, you crazy. But, you know, it kind of it kind of brought up the point about black black people in general dating outside the race. And, and I, I don't want to I don't want to restrict it too much to black men because it happens on both sides. You know, black right. women date outside the race, black men date outside the race. But I guess I wanted to lead with asking you guys if you still feel like there's a taboo of dating outside of your race for um, you know black men for you Kurt of course and, and black, black I guess men. I could for somebody who has dated outside of their race uh, I think and I know a lot of people interracial married couples or whatever um, I think it, they still I know they still get looks they still get you know, stairs or maybe it's it's because it's like to me it's like trying to unteach racism a little bit and doing it when you're an adult. And so it's like even if you never convey it verbally, I think it's always like, oh, look at that brother and that sister. I always I call it the crossover. And so like whenever I see like interracial couples I'm like, oh, look at the crossover over there. Like, I'm, and I might say it, and I don't mean anything. Like, I got, you know, it's not like I have a problem with it. It's just, like, I call notice, it out. And, you still notice it. it, it still yeah, you just notice it. So even though it's like, or, I, you know, I'm like, I see you, sister, if it's a, you know, a sister, or I see you, brother, you know, with the crossover. Like, it's always, it's always cool for me. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it, from what I see, it seems a little, as far as just basic appearance, it seems like the, the, my brothers of a lighter hue are kind of picking up a little bit higher quality than my my brothers from another mother. If you right. Will. So what you think about that? You got a problem with it? Do you get mad when black guys? You see black guys with white women? I think black women definitely get a little bit more upset with black guys. Um, I don't really. I don't think I get upset. Honestly, I don't think I care enough. Right. I mean, I don't know if I should say that, but I mean, if I see a, a, a black man with a white woman, I mean, I may, I mean, I may look, you know what I'm saying? And I may say something like, like, if she ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, dang, like, oh, she's pretty. Like, dang, he done called him a little cute little, you know? Yeah, I think when you see that that you level, know, but if it's like yeah, mediocre, like she yeah, you be like come on, bro, it's come like, on, play. Like you can't find like you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, like you can find like you a cocoa. I mean, not for like a cocoa, but I'm just saying, like you know, I mean, I don't really, honestly, it boils down for me. I don't think I care enough. I mean, if I see a black man with a white woman, I just don't think I care enough. Okay. okay. Uh, I guess you know, I wanted to kind of kick in just a little bit. I don't know what we got next because, but, like, I was reading something today, and the, the most educated group in America right now is black women. Right. Um, and something that, you know, Minister Farrakhan was saying that with that level of education and equally, trying to find an equally yoked black male in that same oh. realm is going to be tough for a lot of those women because of the mass incarceration of black males. So it's almost like it's gonna. It's almost like forcing it to happen a little bit, as opposed to kind of being organic, if if you will. Uh, and being able or, to find a match on your own level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard, and I, you know, I find, you know, I empathize with the sisters out here who, because uh, I mean, I've had, you know, 
what would I do at all? She told me, like, I was the last shot. She was crossing over. Her crossover, she was, she had been practicing. She had been swimming. I'm getting ready to be swimming in that thing in a minute. Cause I can't. I mean, I love my black men. Lord knows, I love my as much as they get on my nerves. I love them all in the same. But we getting, we get. I'm, I'm, I'm. Whew, I'm almost on the total other side of the fence. Like I'm, I'm close because they getting on my nerves. If it's not them being petty, if it's not them knowing how to fight for a relationship, if it's not them knowing how to really provide, if it's not them being a mama's boy. Or how to love, or like, yeah. I'm so sick and tired of dating and dealing with whack black men. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm just or tired. underdeveloped. Now, well, let's call them underdeveloped. No, they're whack. But, uh, did they whack too? Whack. <laughs> All right, but uh, if y'all want to call in too, we uh, roundtable is we can be reached. Uh, get get you on the air at four zero four. Eight five seven zero two eight six. Again, that's four zero four eight five seven zero two eight six. And tonight, everything is on the table. If you want to talk about anything, we'll, we'll listen to you. But go ahead. What else you got, Cut? Right. So I guess, like, to to move forward with it, I, I was thinking about like Kyrie Irving and just thinking about black men who are successful. And a lot of times, women in in this situation, when we're mad at Kyrie because he didn't have any black women, or or women are mad at. Tiger Woods or women are mad at Jamie Foxx or whoever it may be. And so I kind of wanted to... Dave Chappelle... I'm just saying what the man thinks. We won Tiger Woods at the... uh, (laughs) We won Tiger Woods. So, I mean, I just wanted to kind of touch on the, the, the issue of, like, why successful men, I think, go for white women. And like you know, a lot of black women try to figure this out. And for me, to try to tackle that topic is, I think that when you become successful, I, for one, it's always been a taboo around white women. Growing up as a black man, you hear, "Oh, don't mess with the white girl. Don't t- don't touch them white girls." You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> part of that in your brain, it's like when you tell a, a child, "Don't don't do something." What yeah. do they want to do? They want to do it. They you know what I mean? So when, you, when you're told not to do it, you want to know what it's like. That's number one. And I think, secondly, I think you're going to put yourself in a different circle. Like you mentioned, when, with black women, when they're becoming more educated, they're going to put themselves in a certain circle. And for successful black men, I think once they reach a certain status, it's going to put them around. Yeah, you start to like, become a, a, a decreased the, the black women, and, and everybody around you no longer looks like you. And right. so I think, too, especially a lot of girls in law school were definitely, uh, you know, getting their experiment on because it was just like even my daddy told me, stay away from the brothers or however they were saying it, the nigga, whatever. Uh, they were just like, oh, I'm going to try that, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, was, I had open arms. But at the same time, <laughs> At the same time, I think, like you said, once you your stature rises, you're starting to leave when most black people are poor, or most of your community. You're like, you know, one of two or two lawyers out of or three lawyers out of your graduation class, or one of two lawyers out of your graduating, I mean, doctors out of your graduating class. You start to elevate yourself to a, a level that not many people around you. Are gonna look all the same now. There may be Indian people. There may be interracial nation. Like, like Ralph just said, 
uh, he, he's in a minority, but he thinks people should date or love whoever they want to love, and everyone is entitled to their own preference. And they make beautiful babies, too. So, I mean, I think the mixing is good. Oh, Jesus. I mean, but this year, no, 2015 was the first year that minority babies at 51.4%, I think, outnumbered white babies born in America. So, you know what that means? The white race is about to be a minority. So that's that's a good thing too. You know what I mean? Just to make everybody kind of equal. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think you know. I think it it becomes you're gonna date who you're around, and, and especially a lot of the athletes when they go to college, like these major yeah. colleges. That's Kyrie, all they see. Kyrie talk. That's all they see. You know, too, it's also a bad. I mean, you know, and the black women have this like target on their back of being bossy and having an attitude and oh they're not submissive and they're not as sexually open as you know white women and them in the butt yeah you know I Kurt I can't I cannot I cannot with you right tricky exactly I cannot with you but you know I think a lot of black successful men since that's what we're talking about right now like I think a lot of them feel like white women are just, I mean, I, they're just more submissive. I can do what I want. I can have a threesome, foursome, fivesome. I can treat them Call like it, crap. E. I can treat them like crap, and she'll yeah. be okay. You know what I'm saying? Whereas with black women, you know, most of us, we ain't, we ain't with the, we ain't with the foolery, like not for. Yeah, real. okay. But here's the thing, too. I know a lot of black guys, right, who put up with a lot of like, like. That the women believe that they're supposed to call them as much as they want to, and or you know like if he don't answer, I'm calling back ten, twenty times, or you know if he at work, I don't care, uh, or just the level of like even in a, a marriage or a serious relationship, they think that they're supposed to act a certain way because that's what they've been shown and that's what they've been taught. And Hold that thought, because yeah. we got a call real quick. You got a call. All right, yeah. go ahead. What's up? Who's calling? Yo, this is E. Red. What's up, man? What's going on? E. Is e from Alcorn. Yo. All right, all right. Give me that. Give me a little bit of that fast talk, not that Mississippi slang. Give it. Give it to me. What you got, E? <laughs> I mean, give me the give me the the basis of the very overall overall topic before I. Basically, the overall topic it is. It's a stigma. Is there still a stigma around interracial dating? Right. So black men dating, mm. dating white women is is kind they of. They say turn your volume down a little bit. Oh, that that might be on me. But uh, just you know, or like, uh, just like successful men dating dating white women is 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 kind of what we are now. Okay, successful black men dating white women. Um. I'll start by saying the fact that we are able to say that how we said it shows enough within its ranks by itself. Successful black men dating white women. Um, often we don't say successful white women date black men. That's true. We taking the ranks from the male from the male to the female, which is a whole other topic when you're talking about that. Right. So that alone shows something within it right there. Now, date who you want to date. Our my preference is to to stay with what I am as for the, a black man. And um, and often when we say that, people think that that's a problem. Well, why can't I just have my preference? What's, right. what's so wrong with me that I can't just love all of who I am and all of my people? 
at the same time. You know, it's just like saying I'm, you know, I'm biased to my family. I'd rather hang out with my family than I would anybody else. It doesn't mean that the, my family, my folks next door is not, is not as important as my family. It's just what I decide to do. So in that in that era of government conversation, I always say that to people like, no, no, I don't. you can very well try to throw how you feel on me, but it's wrong for me to say that I don't believe in it. Right. Because I choose to only date women that look like me or look like my mother or my right. grandmother, you know? So it's just, that's, that's, that's my, my, my thing about that. You can't attack me for not doing what you feel like is well-rounded. Right. Okay. No. I just, right. Well, I, I agree with that, man. And thank you, thank you for calling in, E man. We appreciate it. calling in from Houston, uh, E Reddick. Uh, thank you, man. You got anything else you want to give us, or you just? No, nah, man. I like what y'all do. I, I try to catch it when I when I can, man. I always see you logged on, so y'all keep up the good work, man. All right. All right. Thanks, E man. Keep listening. Thank you, man. Thanks for being a part of the roundtable. Yeah, but you know, like I said, he he brought up a good point, and you should be able to date whoever you want to date. And right. I guess my my next question is like, do you date who you're around? And I, you know, there's people who I've seen when let's say let's say okay, let's say you make a certain amount of money, right? And yeah. what do, what do most black people tend to do when they when they start when they come from, you know, maybe poverty into making a decent amount of money? They're gonna move. You wanna to move to the neighborhood where people you know or you around more affluent people. More affluent people, which in turn means you're gonna put yourself around more white people generally, right. in turn, you know, it means that. Or and more so, people that don't look like you. So you moving and that's what I was saying earlier, yeah. It's just like you transferring all of your energy. You wanna become it's like that false sense of assimilation, that whole OJ thing, like OJ moved out of the hood, moved to Southern Cal. And OJ, from the time he was 17, 17, nobody saw him as black. They just saw him as OJ until your ass is black again. You know what I mean? So you can't ever get out of the mirror and not see that blackness, but you're right. So what happens after you move to that new neighborhood? Right. Then your kids grow up, and then it's like, well, why are he dating white women? And it's like, well, that's all he sees. You're going right. to date who you're around. It ain't like, you know, it ain't like other races of women are ugly. Right. And, and like Tone was bringing up, I honestly, part of me believes that white women are a little bit more pleasant. And, you know, I, I might take a lot of heat for it, but I think that it's like I was listening to a, a comedian and he was like, when you hear, when black men hear the word okay, like it changes their life. They're not used to hearing okay. If they ask a woman, you know, can you go and fix me a sandwich? And all you get is okay. Not. <laughs> I think that depends on the woman. Like you I think that's true too. Like, like to me, like just standing up for some of my women that you know, some of us that got good sense. I mean, if a dude asks me, "Hey, babe, if I'm getting ready to go downstairs," and he's like, "Hey, babe, can you make me a sandwich?" What if you not getting ready to go downstairs? What if I'm what? Not getting ready to go downstairs. Then you need to get up and go make his own. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Let me get a bell. Where's my bell? <laughs> You know, I mean, no, I mean, I think that, you know, you, you get up and you cater to your man and, you know, it should be reciprocated. Like if you, you know, can you make me a sandwich? I mean, I don't, I think there are some pleasant black women and there are some nasty white women. Yeah. You know? And some unpleasant black men. And there's some unpleasant black men. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just think that sometimes I think that men, 
I guess when they're climbing that, that social ladder to um, a different land or a different place when it gets to that like higher standard that they're trying to reach, I think as they're moving up that ladder, they have dealt with so many bad black women that they think all of us are the same, and we're not all the same. So it gives us a bad rap, the good girls, a bad rap, because they're looking at us like, man, you just going to nag me, you just going to do this, you just going to do that. So once I get to where I need to get to and I want to date white women, that's what I want to do. Yeah, and I'm okay. To me, think... you date who you want to date at the end of the day. Like, I'm okay with whatever people choose. But, you know, for me... I just think that there's a there's a situ there's there's a situation some that that has brewed somewhere that black women get a bad rap. It, I mean, we just do, and I mean it's unfortunate. I mean, we do. Yeah, and I think like sometimes it's the opposites attract too. Like if you get into a new world and you start to try something new, and you know you might be like, hey, this is all right, and you might everybody else, and then too you get into that world and. Everybody else, the higher you get, the longer you've been there. Everybody else is married. Everybody else is, you know, having kids and buying houses and, you know, maybe on their first wife. Because, you know, corporate America is going to be a second, usually. So, you know, so sometimes it's like I just want to, I'm doing what my peers are doing. And I just, how happened, I was dating a white woman when I did it. Uh, And... Give me one second, Kurt. Lauren, can you explain, if you're listening, can you explain what you mean that you disagree, you work around many Caucasian women. What is it that you that you disagree with? I guess I might have missed that, but go ahead, Kurt. While I wait, for yeah, a I, I don't know. I, I think I think when you get to these levels, and it, it, like you said, I think it's more curiosity because it's a lot of black guys. Uh, you know, Walter White, aka the Boris Bennett, just coming in that you know he feels like white women are afraid of him. And maybe if you cut his beard down. They wouldn't be so afraid of them. Uh, but, but it's just a, you know, and then I have friends who are like, man, I, before I get married, I just want to be with a white woman. It's just like something they just want to scratch off the list. And I mean, it, I've had conversations with the white women I've been with. They're like, so was it different? How, you know, like you, the skin, your skin, our skins feel different. You know, uh, it's a whole, whole lot of different things that go on that. Just that curiosity of what your mama told you not to do, what you know wasn't acceptable in your neighborhood, you know. So I think it's more, it's probably dual curiosity and environmental change as well. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, I mean, like, like, like I don't, I don't know if she responded yet, Tom. Um, you know, Lauren hasn't responded yet because I wanted but, to figure out what she was disagreeing about. Yeah, well, we'll we'll take. That oh, oh, she said. Um, about Caucasian, she said, them being more pleasant than black women. I don't agree with that statement because I encounter them every day, and that and that's not necessarily true. And yeah, and that's what I was saying too, Lauren. Like a lot of them, um, I don't know if you caught that part, that, but that's what I was saying with Kurt that there are a lot of unpleasant white women. There are. There they are unpleasant to y'all, so black women. I'm not discounting it, but I'm just, <laughs> you know. I definitely agree. There are definitely, you know, like I said, there are unpleasant white women, just like there are unpleasant black women and unpleasant white men and unpleasant black men. But I was just saying that for us as black women, as a race, we just have this bad. Yeah. And like you said, man, the most disrespectful. We just do. Yeah. Like you just said, he was like the most disrespected woman in the world is a black woman. Like, and that's just, you know, by society by everybody else like we were having that rungs on a ladder thing like 
they get stepped over and stepped on a lot, even though they push up everybody else. So it's it's you know it's hard being a black woman. So you got to cut them a little bit so, of slack. So speaking of with black women, like I wanted to touch on like black women dating outside of their race, and I know Tony, you mentioned that it was somewhat of a double standard. And I guess I wanted to get you to kind of elaborate on it and, and to kind of give us your thoughts on, you know, if you really think it's a double standard when it comes to black women doing it versus the black man doing it. And you know? maybe I, I don't know if I should have used double standard, but I think where I was going with it, because like if a white, if a black woman to me, in my mind, and those that disagree, please chime in. I'm, I'm totally open for, for uh, comments. 404-857-0286. Go ahead. Definitely call in, you know. But in my mind, I feel like, and this could just be in my mind, that when a black woman dates a white man and we're walking in the mall or whatever the case may be, the black man really stares hard, especially if, she's, especially if the woman is bad and what? cute. That's the you know, thing. Wait, wait, wait. They, they, it, seems like, it seems like the black man, like, cringes or something almost but then again like I say this is my interpretation because I know if I see a black woman and a white man I'm like oh okay and it's the same thing if I see a white man I mean a black man with a white woman I'm like oh okay like that's their preference that's their thing so that's why I say I don't know if I really meant to say double standard I guess for yeah. me like I say I don't care enough that's a, way. Yeah. whatever makes you happy you know, if that's even a little short Asian lady, if that's what makes you happy, that was that's what makes you happy. But I guess with me, Nick, I just like I said, in my mind, please those are me, not anyone else's. I'm only speaking from my point of view. I just feel like in my mind, black women get more of the like the mean stare when we're dating a white man on our arm. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, like I said, but again, it's in my mind. I'm not yeah, I, for any other woman but me. I, just, I think I look at it. In a, I don't know, I don't want to say a different way, but at first I'm like, I always do, I, I big up the white dude half of the time because I'm like, because half, you know, when the white boy finally gets a black girl, he gets a bad black girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to, you know, a couple of the guys in law school that married the, the sisters. They got them some bad sisters, you know what I mean? And, and, and so I always be like, I see you, brother. You know, even though you know, or I see, I see, or I see you, sister. It's always like you made sure you found somebody that you could give that love to, and I know it's hard, like we were talking about before. So I don't necessarily, I'm like, damn, I might know a brother for you, and but at the same time, it's like, hey, you couldn't wait forever. So I understand, like, it makes me upset in that I know where all my all your possibly available brothers are. They're either in jail or, or dead. Yeah, so I know that. So that is upsetting to me, and I know what's kind of happening. And I don't think like it, I don't feel like it's a mistake. But in the same breath, you know, it's diminishing like white privilege. Uh, it's you know creating more brown people in the world. And I don't necessarily have a problem with it. And I, I don't feel, as long as she's getting treated right, at least somebody's doing it or not. She just out here just feeling that hurt and pain, like she isn't loved and she can't give that to nobody else. Right, right. I mean, you, you got to like I couldn't have put it any better than that with dating outside of the race because that kind of answered my next question, which was, is dating white men really a viable option for for black women? And I mean, it's becoming more. I mean, man, man. I see a lot of it. 
bad sister. Like I said, I love my black men, Nick, but I just sometimes I be like, but see, I know why I can't date white men because I'm I'm scary. I I know why I can't date white men. You scared? Like I had a girl, a woman tell me it's very foreign because I'm not going to like I think like I'm just. I'm just nervous. I get a little nervous. I'll I'll be nervous. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Like I would really be nervous. But you know, I just, I mean, to answer your question, Nick. I mean, would I date a white man? I mean, you know, he got look like Brad Pitt or David Beckham. Like that's he, the problem, though. He, you know, he got he got <laughs> to be he got to be a bad white man. But even then, you know, even then, like all jokes aside, I'm still scared. Like I'm still scared. What are you afraid but, of? We can't talk about it on the show. But I, I'm somebody thinking. told me, I'll say this. Somebody, I had a conversation with somebody not too long ago, and they were like, they wouldn't, they'd be afraid to marry a white man because they feel like she could never leave. Like, it's only one way out of, of the marriage, and that's like by death or something, <laughs> she said. And I was just like, you just think white men are killing their wives? Like, there's so many divorced white men. Like, what are you talking about? But. Right. I don't know. I, I just thought that was kind of funny. Uh, go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. But no, I mean, I just, I mean, I was just answering Nick's question. Like, I think that dating a white man is a viable option. It is, but you know, I think again, it goes back to our caller's point. E, you got to date what you want to date. And I mean, right. I'm kind of like E. Like, I want to date someone that is my race. I mean, I know, I know. Like, I keep praying and praying and praying for God to bring me a good man. That's black, but it because but it's, I keep getting foolishness. I keep I just keep getting yeah, and it's a level of empathy too. Like everybody right. can't sympathize and empathize with being dating a black woman or being a black woman. Like right, and Robin Thicke said, Paula Patton told him white man would understand me. Yeah, Robin Thicke said understand me in one of his little songs. She he was trying to understand what was wrong with Paula before they divorced, obviously, and she said, Robin, no matter what you do, no matter how many songs you write. You'll never understand what it's like to be a woman, and you'll never be black. So you right. can never understand. And I think that is a hard disconnect um, to 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 bridge because it's almost like even sometimes I know in conversation there are touch and go topics. Like maybe there's some black commentary that your white friends or your white relationship partner or spouse might want to talk about, it and they just don't necessarily can't do it in public. They I don't know if they do it at home. Uh the number's four zero four eight five seven zero two eight six. Um and it's just I don't know, it can be a touchy issue. Sometimes you just want somebody who can relate to you fully and wow. someone that you just don't have to turn off a part of your your being. Because it's like if I wanted like, you know, if I'm dating a white guy and you know, you know, he knows Billy Joel, which I'm okay with Billy Joel, but if I want to turn on some future and you know you know, Mark I mean, something. I don't need him to look at me and be like, "Really? Like, what? 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 <laughs> you know, like I just need. I just feel like a white man would not understand me. I don't think. I'm not. Again, I'm not passing. Like, I who think he would try, but it might be some. It might be some gaps. Yeah, it just might be some gaps. And for me, because it's already hard to keep my attention. If you can't reel me in and make me want to stay, I just feel like a white man is not compatible you know, to who I am as a person. They love rap music, though. They yep. gonna, they gonna know more future words than you gonna they know you. future words. <laughs> wicked, 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 wicked. Like we got another caller real quick. We'll take this call real quick. What's your name, caller? Where you calling from? J.L. Henderson. 
I'm calling from Summer in Georgia. Hey, JL. How's it going? Hey, how are you? Well, well, well. You wanted to comment? Um, yeah, I, I was listening to the young the young lady. I don't know her name. Um, Tony C. About say that again. Tony. Tony. Oh, okay. Um, Tony, I was listening to you, and you have a lot of valid points. As far as um, I think, I was kind of caught behind the conversation. I was stuck on the double standard. Um, it's more of a mindset issue. A lot of people feel like, oh, well, you're black, you have to date black, or, you know, once you climb that, you know, successful ladder, you are more prone to date outside your race because it's based on your status, not so much who you are and your standards in life and your moral values, and just flat out what you believe in. Beyond that, it's you are who you are. Just because you're raised in a predominantly black family doesn't mean that you have to hate every race and not look at them as a potential mate. We are all different. We all have our own mind. We all have our own. We all have our own views. So, and you create. You attract who you attract. You attract your opposite. You attract. You know, whoever you are, that's what you attract to you. So, when you see that one person, and he just, he might just, you know, be white. If you see him and he sees you, and you guys have that attraction, forget the color lines. It is what it is. Right. And most people don't see it that way. Think, so, you know, I don't think black people are really, I don't think we're really raised like that to see color. You know, I think, and we're not. I think we are. I think everybody else raised to see us, but we're not raised to see them. Because, <laughs> you know, so many black people are always like, yo, if you ain't black, you white. Like, they could be brown, they could be from Spain, they can be anything. Yeah. But if you ain't black. I mean, but look at it like this. Take it from this perspective. Do you hear how I sound? Yeah. I, my dialect is clear. I don't have that southern drawl. So when people hear me and they talk to me, oh, she's proper. Oh, she's white. I got called an Oreo, you know, majority of my life because of how I spoke. I'm sorry, Jane. I'm black. I never called you an Oreo every day at high school. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. <laughs> All I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. The bottom line is. But you know what? I've been there. I've been the light-skinned, proper girl coming from the north, and, you know, I I do not have a southern draw. Like, if you hear my brother talk and hear me, right. we don't talk the same way. Like, my brother has a southern draw, but I've always been that, oh, she thinks she's better than somebody else because she sound like a white girl. Exactly. I'm like, How a white person really sound? Like, because I talk. Exactly. I don't talk white. I talk right. Exactly. Now, here, look at it with today's society. Listen to a white person. Now, the stigma hood would be put on them real quick because, oh, I know she didn't. Uh, uh, for, seriously. Right. Now people say, well, white people are trying to be black and black people are trying to be white. Once you come up and get that level of education that, uh, you know, acquires you, uh, let's say, five zeros in your account, you know, okay, so what? It doesn't mean that you're white, it doesn't mean that you're better than the next black person. It just means you had enough sense to do something different. Right. That's true. That's all that means. That's true. Now that's and a lot of people feel you. like, oh, you're welcome, love. People feel like, well, you live in the hood, so this is who you're going to be. Don't forget who you are. No, I'm not going to forget who I am, but I'm going to remember what I want in life. Right. And when I get what I want in life, I'm going to look back and say, I made it. I'm no different from the next person, but I, my mindset is different. So if that sets me apart, please forgive me, but I'm going to keep pushing. Right. But, but I always, you know, to, to, to touch on that point, 
I've always, I've always said, I mean, and that's interesting that you brought it up because I think a few shows ago I had made mention of that. Anybody that really has been raised in the hood don't want to be in the hood forever. Let's, let's be clear. Really? You know what I'm saying? A lot of people that are really, I'm talking about roaches, rats, like people that come from the slum of slum of hoods, like, like Louisiana, like mm-hmm. at the bayou, the bottom, like those, like Baltimore, like people that are really in the slum, yeah. they don't want to be there forever. Like, let's be clear. They don't want to be in the hood forever. They really don't. They really don't. Kind and the sad thing is, think about it. When a person comes from the hood, like say, for example, you take the slums, you mm-hmm. get one child to grow up and get a college education and become somebody in life. What does that same hood do? They praise that person. They yeah, live but then they be on their coattails trying to get their money, exactly. too. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, and that's, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, I can talk about that all day. But uh, thank you for calling in. We're going to try to uh, – we're kind of going over. We're going to try to wrap this thing oh, up. Thank go you ahead. for coming in to keep listening to the roundtable. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I guess to kind of wrap it up, because like, we are uh, running out of time, I, I think that it, it is true that you date who you date. And uh, you got to stop like coming when, up like with these good shows, Nick. When he caught, huh? I said you got to stop coming up with these good shows. I know, right? But I, I think like, and then he, what, what he I think was touching on is like the whole like like they try to do this whole reverse racism thing, mm-hmm. like where if I want only want to date within my race, that oh all of a sudden I'm racist, you know right. what I mean? And so or like even if it's the whole black empowerment thing. It's like, oh, you're being racist. That, that's that's reverse racism. And, and yeah, you're not being inclusive them, anymore. You can't to let them play that. You can't let them play that game. And that's 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 a that's a mind game. I think that you can have your own preference. And all of the other races, they're believe it or not, they're taught not to date outside their race. And a lot of times when that happens, that's them breaking the mold. It's not. Mm. It's not the. It's not the rule. They're the exception. Right. So, mm. For us. I think that why would you try to make that our rule, right? Right, you know, it's like you're trying to make it our rule, and so you can't. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with you dating whoever you fall in love with, um, but at the same time, there are slim pickings for black men. I mean, that's just yes. the nature of the game. It is slim pickings between major key alert homosexuals, between incarceration, between miseducation. It's it's just it, the odds are stacked against you finding somebody who's equally yoked, and so I yeah. understand. And so I won't. Yeah, I, I just don't feel you can judge anybody for for whatever they do. I think you should be able to just to kind of wrap my my, my thoughts up. Uh, I think you should be able to date whoever you want to date. But just to kind of switch lines, I know I didn't speak too much earlier about uh, Alton. Um, I just couldn't. Today has been rough. I saw it last night around twelve thirty, and. Uh, like one of this is me and Nick talk about it, and we did, we did a show about it. And it's just hard for me to talk too much about it. Um, I did want to say a prayer. One of my my good friends, Shonda, she's always saying, uh, whenever I get really upset or get frustrated, she always says, "Just pray about it." So I typed out a prayer, and it says, um, "I pray that God enables our people to come together and rise up in every way necessary to eradicate the systems that have marginalized us for nearly 500 years." I pray for the family of all those lost senselessly due to the systematic marginalizations of our people. So I say that, guys, man, I know we try to do a show um, that just really didn't get bogged down and didn't get heavy. Uh, but for me, man, it's a, I mean, I you know, broke down in the shower today. Um, 
it's just hard to watch those videos and I, I pray that those of you listening don't ever you know don't let it become numb to you and I challenge all of us to you know either get out and speak to a school if you pledged in college get back into your fraternity and do some community service or get back and donate some stuff to a camp or a job that you work in the summer just, just start giving back and try to give give some knowledge and, and some time and some just hope to these young people out here to show that you know I know this shit looks bleak but we just definitely got to unify and rise up together and and, and and just try to become one as opposed to you know just all different ideas and I know it's hard because at this time it is very hard and very frustrating and I've, I've been there today too and I've been there before so um, that's all I wanted to say about that man and just stay black y'all Anything? No, I mean, I just, you know, um, definitely, again, I mean, I, I touched on it earlier in the show. I just really give um, my prayers and condolences to the family. And, you know, just to piggyback off, Kurt, I mean, I know we talked about interracial dating. Um, again, you know, date who you date. Love has no color. You know, um, like the caller said, like, you know, look past the person's color and look into their heart and, and love them. You know, and love them as though you want to be loved. You know, treat them how you want to be treated. Um, so, uh, also, again, um, just, you know, Alton, his family, um, my condolences, my prayers. And um, let's let's try to be the change. That we Let's try to be the people that we want to see the change in the world or however that saying goes. Be that change. And, you know, let's... let's Let's try to do different stuff, guys, like as a race. Let's just try to really do different stuff, you know. Um, and again, um, thank you guys for tuning in and many blessings and peace to you guys. And hug your family. Hug your boys a little tighter tonight, Black people. Yeah. Again, thank you guys for tuning into another episode of The Roundtable. You guys can visit our website at theround-table.com. You guys visit our Facebook page, our Instagram, uh, our Twitter, which is uh, at The Roundtable PC. Uh, you guys look out for this show and so many more shows coming um, next week. Uh, we're sure we're going to have a great show planned for you guys. Yeah, um, we might be off next week. Tony's in Utah. Oh yeah, Mormon country. Yeah, I'm in Utah next week. Yeah. yeah we, we, might, we might be able to get it to get on some of that cheap Hotel Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah it's a little we're, sketchy. We're, don't y'all, don't y'all talk about me if it gets sketchy. Right. We won't <laughs> judge you. Um, but like I said, it, it, with that, I think we are, we're out of time. Uh, and until next time, y'all. We are like y'all. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Roundtable. Be sure to visit our website at theround-table.com. You know I had to cop that phone. Trigger, trigger.